Welcome to the In Parenthesis podcast, created by me, Amy Ward, for In Parenthesis, a group that studies the lives and work of four amazing female philosophers. If you've listened to the previous episodes on each of these four philosophers, so that's Mary Midgley, Iris Murdoch, Philippa Foote, and Elizabeth Anscombe, you might be curious to know what connects these four women together. I've asked Dr. Rachel Wiseman, one of the heads of the In Parenthesis Project, to tell some of the story behind why these four philosophers are grouped together as a so-called quartet. Can you say something just briefly about like how all four of them were like friends and they did philosophy together and why that's so different and cool? Just <laughs> <laughs> a small question then. Um, yeah, they were all undergraduates together. And obviously they had a kind of a, a weird undergraduate experience because the war came just as they were undergraduates. So lots and lots of the men disappeared and the, the university was kind of empty. And actually it, there were almost as many men as women at that, you know, at that point, because all the men. Had, so, so they had this kind of quite strange undergraduate experience that Mary Midgley says gave them an opportunity to sort of get their voices heard in a context in which maybe they wouldn't have had that chance if, if it hadn't have been for the fact that all the men had gone. So they kind of knew each other a little bit as undergraduates and, and Philippa Foote and Iris Murdoch became very close friends before the war. So they were introduced to each other by Donald McKinnon, who was their tutor, who just sort of looked at them both and thought, these two are really going to like each other and sort of put them together. And they did. Iris Murdoch and Mary Midgley sort of met on the first day of term sort of thing, because they were both in the same college and, and in the same year and, and became good friends. Um, but it wasn't, I think, until after the war, when they all came back to Oxford, that they started seeing each other really regularly and identified together a kind of joint enemy. So I think before the war, you know, Philippa Foote in particular was really interested in philosophy of mind. Mary was more interested in, so her, she ended up doing a, a DPhil on, on Plotinus. So she was very interested in kind of classic scholarship and stuff. Iris Murdoch was just interested in everything. So they weren't sort of focused on ethics in that way. But then when after the war, when they come back to Oxford, they, they really start to talk to each other a lot, but also turn to ethics. And I think that comes in two ways. So, so one way is Philippa Foote says, you know, it was significant that news of the Holocaust reached us just as we were returning to philosophy. So, you know, footage started coming out of the liberation of the concentration camps and that you couldn't turn away from what had happened and you couldn't think, oh, you know, morality kind of takes care of itself. Now we're all living in a civilized age because suddenly you were confronted with things that were beyond what you could have imagined humans might have done before. So, well, so Philip Foote certainly, and I'm sure the others as well, realized that moral philosophy was really something that needed doing so there was that and then the flip side of that was that the moral the landscape of moral philosophy at oxford just after the second world war was kind of completely desolate because just before the war you'd had this big rise of logical um positivism and this idea that you know there's no such thing as moral judgment and moral truth and it's all just subjective so there wasn't really any materials in, with which you could do ethics. And so this kind of dual realization that like, we've got to be able to say to the Nazis, that was evil, 
that's what they kind of coalesced around. So Mary Midgley says, you know, it was it started off as a joint no. And then the task then becomes to develop the kind of metaphysics that you need to sort of substantiate that no, if you like. And I think they each come from a different place to that. So Anscombe is coming to that with her Catholicism. Murdoch is coming to that with a kind of interest in existentialism. Mary's coming to that with a kind of background in, in the classics. and So they're all bringing different things in. And, and that means that the way their philosophy, I think, unfolds is quite different. But at the same time, because they've all got this com- common enemy, if you like, it, it means that there's a lot of, of overlap. And then you can see how they all like kind of respond to that answer differently. And yeah, it's it's fun to compare them. And- yeah, I think it's really funny as well to think of um, how different they are as individuals. You know, they're always like caricatures of different individuals in a way. Like you've got Anscombe, who's, you know, this, she's Catholic. She's got, you know, she's having all these children. She's very messy. She's very... Um, rebellious in a way and she, she you know she won't wear even though everyone's begging her to wear a skirt she just won't you know she's just like no I'm doing this my way and then you've got Philippa Foote who's really aristocratic and sort of always beautifully turned out and then you've got Iris Murdoch who's like this kind of hippie almost you know she's sort of really lots of fabric and skirts and scarves and stuff and then Mary who's this who's sort of like a scholar almost so they're these four very different types of women, if you like, but they they find themselves in the same place and they're serious about philosophy in the same sort of a way and it all just comes together. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the Spice Girls, you know, they've each got their own, <laughs> their own little personality. <laughs> My background is really on uh, Wittgenstein and Ants. Elizabeth Anscombe, who was one of his students. Um, and through working on her, I got interested in the other women that you've been talking about on your podcast. Um, and through that, myself and my friend and colleague, Claire McCool, started uh, this project, Women in Princess, which is all about telling the story of these, these women, but also kind of encouraging young women in particular and other sort of underrepresented groups in philosophy to have different ideas about what philosophy might be and what a philosopher might look like and kind of get more confident and interested in it. Because when Claire and I were undergraduates, we only saw men, we only read men, <laughs> we only talked to men. Um, and it's, it's pretty uh, you know, doesn't make you feel like being a philosopher is something you can do. And we wanted to kind of contribute to trying to change that a little bit. Well, that's all for now. A special thanks to Dr. Rachel Wiseman for the interview conversation in this episode. You can find out more about In Parenthesis and any of the four women of the quartet at womeninparenthesis.co.uk. Thanks for listening.